All right, welcome everyone to the EOS Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Stefan. This is my trusty soundboard with a bunch of cool sound effects. And uh, yeah, we've got a good show for you lined up today. Thanks for everyone who's joining us in Discord. Where we have these shows, of course, live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern on Discord. If you want to join the voice chat, uh, that's happening on Discord. If you want to just listen in, you can also do that on Twitter, on YouTube, on Facebook. Um, we're broadcasting live to all those platforms as well. Uh, for those of us that are here with us on Discord, I'm going to remind you uh, about the voice chat. That is the new feature that you can join by clicking in the top right corner of the voice chat. That's where we'll be uh, text chatting during the show. Uh, and of course, there's also the PopBot chat, uh, which is a channel that you can go to to claim your pop token for the day. Uh, Jesse coming in. <laughs> Jesse wants those hashtag EOS and uh, dollar sign EOS tags in his, in his tweets for, for him and his bees to be able to, to swarm, swarm these, uh, these great events. That's great. Here, um, before we get into that, um, gonna go over the agenda real quick. So, of course, Pomelo season three opened this week. We'll be talking about that. Uh, we'll be talking uh, with Jesse about the bees and the new swarm feature they've activated this week that has propelled EOS to the top of the influencer charts on Twitter, anyways. Um, we've got Eve with a bunch of other fire tweets about the new EOS that we'll, we'll go over today. Um, the ENF also re released the quarterly report. Um, there's also some a partnership announcement with Zaisan. Uh, and we'll also talk, be talking with Lars about his fractal fiction proposal for his design that's funded by Pomelo. Um, we'll give a quick happy birthday to Wax, um, another very popular EOSIO chain. Helios came out with a Q2 report, uh, re report and uh, Atomic Hub had some uh, slight improvements to their UI. Um, so before we get into all these topics, uh, just want to do a little bit of housekeeping. Um, quick reminder, we love it when you join our chat. We love it when you come on the audio. If you just want to say hi to the community, ask a question, share a comment, share how you're feeling. We absolutely love that. Please remember to state your name as you jump on to, uh, to this, uh, to this fireside chat. It's, it's going to be very helpful for people that are potentially just listening to the audio, not necessarily actively watching the Discord chat. Um, it's going to be particularly uh, helpful for people that are watching the recordings afterwards, etc. And we're also going to be uploading these fireside chats along with a lot of the highlight clips we create from these chats onto uh, the Everything EOS podcast channel that Zach was running back in the day. We're going to activate it again. Um, and, you know, really um, spread the message about the new EOS as wide, as far and wide as possible. And, um, you know, this actually, uh, Martin on our team gave us this feedback that he likes to listen to these highlight clips on mobile and on YouTube that forces you to stay on that page, right? You can't minimize YouTube on mobile to listen to the clips. So, um, you know, we figured setting, reactivating that podcast would probably be a good idea for those of you who just want to listen in to the audio, either, you know, the two hour fireside, you could listen on your favorite podcast app, or maybe just the highlight clips uh, every week while you're working out or doing dishes or whatever it is you do when you listen to podcasts. So just wanted to, uh, you know, remind you guys to let everyone know who you are when you jump on stage. Um, another uh, 
kind of Discord related news that uh, I wasn't aware of until just recently is that Coin Market Cap is finally linking the Discord server instead of the Telegram chat. So this is something that we've been working towards for a while. Um, and because of that, we've seen a nice uptick in, in users joining this uh, EOS server. So really, really, like the metrics are through the roof. Uh, of course, this has been the best week for sure, best performing week for sure ever, or I think it's been live for two weeks now, something like that. Um, anyway, so there's going to be a lot of new members in this EOS Discord server, which is great. So uh, for those of us who are active in the general chat, um, you know, maybe you'll see some uh, some newbies in there asking some questions. So don't be surprised. Obviously, we've got Dario and um, a few of the other moderators that I, are very active in this chat, always answering questions. That's great. Uh, of course, the EOS support crew that Dario's on uh, have also been doing a great job, uh, you know, welcoming new members either here in the Discord server or on Telegram if they find their, their way to Telegram, which is going to be few fewer uh, than before now that you know CoinMarketCap is finally updated to our uh, Discord server. And uh, finally, we updated the server image to something a little a little more fresh. All right, so I see many of you uh, were joined uh, the Pomelo Twitter Spaces event that we just hosted. Uh, so thanks for everyone who joined. If you didn't join, we recorded the show, so you can go to the at Pomelo Grant's Twitter account and, and check out the Twitter spaces that just finished uh, about 10 minutes ago. So uh, this was kind of our kickoff event on, on Pomelo, on Twitter spaces, and we're going to be doing weekly shows there moving forward while season three of Pomelo is active. Uh, so the pitch sessions that we were hosting last se for season two during, the, during these Discord chats uh, we're very successful. I think uh, people enjoyed hearing about the grants. People enjoyed being able to ask their questions. I know the grant creators really appreciated the platform and the opportunity to, uh, you know, promote their grant to the EOS community. And, and many of the grant creators that, uh, you know, promoted on these pitch sessions went on to having a successful uh, fundraising round uh, and shared some nice feedback. So we're definitely happy with how it went. And so this time around, we want to make it even better, even bigger. Uh, so we've added more pitch sessions and we're going to be hosting our pitch sessions on Twitter spaces. So every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, so an hour before the fireside chats, we'll be, we'll be hosting um, pitch sessions with the Pomelo account on Twitter spaces. Uh, so uh, those of you who are interested in sh uh, you know, promoting your grant to the EOS community, that's going to be uh, a great way to do it. You can do so by signing up to the uh, pitch sessions through this form that I'm going to share in the voice chat here. Um, you can also find that form in the uh, description of the Pomelo Grants Twitter account. So right at the top there, you can find that form. So definitely make sure to apply. So there's five different pitch sessions you can apply to this season, uh, even more than last season. So we've got uh, the weekly pitch sessions that I just mentioned that are going to be on Twitter spaces. We have... Um, we have also a rapid fire Twitter Spaces pitch session that's going to be the last of this series, and that's going to make room for everyone who maybe didn't have, uh, who who are maybe not able to uh, qualify, let's say for the for the weekly pitch sessions because these weekly pitch sessions will have four grants per session, 
And so we've got, um, you know, a limited amount of grants and there's definitely going to be more than that, that, that want to pitch their grant. So what we're going to do is we're going to host a rapid fire session at the end, allowing every grant owner that wants to pitch to be able to pitch in that show. I think that's going to be pretty exciting. I'm, uh, I really enjoyed the rapid fire pitch sessions last season. And so I'm looking forward to this, to those uh, this season as well. Um, Generios is coming back again with their pitch deck YouTube, uh, series, just like they did last, last season. Uh, so you can apply for those as well in the sign up form. Uh, uh, the Generios format is a bit longer, uh, than the pitch session, the, uh, the Twitter spaces pitch session. So you got 20 to 30 minutes, really deep dive into the grant and into the owners that are, are going to public good. Um, and then finally, we also have uh, an, a Chinese pitch session and a Korean pitch session as well. So if you, and you don't need to speak those languages to go and promote your grant on those pitch sessions. So those communities are looking forward to hearing from presenters, even if it's English only. I know the Chinese um, pitch sessions are going to be, there's going to be a translator there that's going to be, uh, you know, present on the show and there's going to be live translating uh, your pitch. So even if you speak only English, that's fine. You can give your pitch. They're going to translate it. And then they're also going to translate the incoming questions uh, so that, you know, anyone who wants to can uh, advertise to the Chinese community about their Pomelo grant. And then the Korean session is going to be similar. However, uh, there's going to be less live translations. And so we're going to be asking you uh, asking uh, English speakers that if they go on the Korean pitch session to kind of have an uh, uh, their speech kind of written out and outlined so that we can give that to the Korean team in, ahead, in advance so that they can be well prepared to share the details of your grant to the Korean community. All right. So that uh, so that's a little update on our pitch sessions. And of course, uh, I want to remind everyone grant applications are now open. So you can go to pomelo.io, click create a grant and, and then create your grant and submit your grant uh, for Pomelo season three. Uh, we've got $350,000 donated by the uh, EOS Network Foundation as a matching pool that's going to be allocated among all the grants that have uh, been approved as a public good, of course, based on the donations from the community. Uh, so, um, of course, we could talk a long time about Pomelo season three. Uh, I would encourage you, if you're new to Pomelo and you're not sure what it's all about, check out the Twitter spaces we just did. We kind of, uh, me and Daniel here, the CEO of Pomelo, we kind of went in, through the platform, what's possible, what you need to do to be a grant creator, what you can expect as a donator, etc. Uh, so there's a lot of good information there and um, I encourage you to go listen to that uh, uh, if you're interested. All right, what else do we have? I mean, uh, Daniel Keyes has been kind of doing the rounds actually. Yesterday he was on Huobi Global Live um, talking with Huobi about Pomelo crowdfunding platform. So Daniel, uh, if you're available, did you want to talk a bit about how that event went for you? Cool, yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a great opportunity to, I think, spread the word about Pomelo outside of our little EOS community bubble. Uh, Huobi Global has a large, a large Twitter following. I think they're, I saw their, their Twitter account, which was promoting the event, had over 1.1 million followers broadcasting to their YouTube channel and right within the Huobi trading platform. Huobi is one of the biggest uh, exchanges out there, for those not familiar. Um, and uh, yeah, we spent about half an hour uh, chatting about Pomelo and the opportunity for, you know, 
those those watching to co join, come to the EOS community and create a grant and and raise some funds for the for the project that you might be working on. Um, so we had really good reception. The feedback was all very positive. Um, you know, checking some of the comments in the in the tweets and on the on the YouTube. And um, yeah, it looks looks like we reached a a nice wide audience and and it was well received. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, that was great. Uh, I watched most of it. I thought you did a great job representing the Pomelo platform and the new EOS. And uh, yeah, hopefully we were able to track uh, some new community members through that. So those who are curious, uh, I shared some links here to the Huobi tweet and uh, to the host, uh, Michaela, who, who shared a, a nice clip of that show. So you can check that out if you're interested. Um, I guess while we're on uh, the topic of Pomelo, I see a Lars in the chat here promoting something called a fractal fiction. So I don't know, Lars, if you want to jump on here and share maybe a bit more about what that's all about. Yeah, sure. Um, are you able to hear me? Yeah, coming in good. Okay. Yeah, quick disclaimer too. I'm driving through the middle of Wisconsin just in case it does get a little choppy. I don't think it will, but um, just wanted to mention I'm on the road. Um so yeah, I I was funded uh, for Immutable Realms, which is a zine, like an EOS arts and culture zine, um, through through Pomelo, through the community, and a grant from the ENF. Um, so I'm in production on that, and um, one of the features that I want to include in the zine is a fractal fiction. And to the best of my knowledge, it's the first time this is, this has been done anywhere. So it'll be using the uh, Eden election process to basically write a creative short story. So I'm currently looking for uh, about maybe another eight volunteers that would be um, willing to sign up. I just dropped the link to the uh, sign up form in the uh, stream chat. And uh, you don't have to be an Eden member for this. Um, I would preferably, I would like people to be in, at least EO, have EOS accounts because um, I'd like to pay people for their participation in this, just a small amount as like a token of gratitude. Oh, sounds like we're losing a story. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Give it another shot. If not, maybe, uh, maybe we'll try again in a few minutes. Hmm. Not coming in. All right, I'm gonna mute you, Lars, and maybe we try back in a few minutes. But yeah, so um, very, very cool uh, concept from Lars. I don't want to kind of ruin it by misexplaining it, but uh, sign up for the form if you're interested in participating in the creation of this uh, EOS zine that was funded by Pomelo Season Two. Um, you know, you don't need to be an artist or a creative to join necessarily. Uh, Lars let me know on the Pomelo stream there that, you know, it's fine if I signed up, even though if I'm not very creative person, you know, I can still listen to some ideas and, and vote on, on what I think the direction should go. So uh, I'll be signing up and uh, hopefully a few more of you sign up and uh, Lars gets to the 25 people target that he's aiming for uh, to run this fractal fiction. Um, okay, Lars, one more chance if you want to... Say a little something more. I got you. Uh, got you unmuted. Hey, all right. Sorry about that. Um, Good. Yeah, I'll try to. I'll make this quick. So, yeah, basically, we're taking the set, like the more or less seven elements of a story, like setting, 
theme, genre, characters, um, plot, things like that. We're going to break those up into the first uh, round of voting. And, and there'll be groups like fractal groups. And um, each election will move the agreed upon, um, I guess you'd say, element of the story onto a second round, which will um, have a group of people that will more or less elect and, and vote into uh, an outline for the main story. And then the final round, like more or less the chief delegates of the process would be the actual writers. And then once that story is, you know, put together, that'll be included in the first issue of Immutable Realms. Very creative concept. And uh, yeah, looking forward to see, uh, well, to participate and see how it plays out. And, Thanks a lot. Uh, looking forward to, for your grant, um, Pomelo Season 3, I assume. You're going to be applying again? Is, yeah, I... Been made? That's a decision to be made, but because I, I, I don't really want to go asking for more money before I have, you know, something concrete to show for the first um, the first round that was funded. But um, I'm confident that they'll both be out before the end of season three. So if that's the case, then I, I would be more uh, basically probably um, trying to do a third. That was the point to keep going with these. Great. Yeah. No, that sounds sounds reasonable. And uh, like you mentioned, you know, um, reporting on what you've accomplished from your season two grant was actually one of the themes that came up a lot in our in the comments we received uh when we asked the community to share their feedback on pomelo season two is that uh you know they want to be able to check exactly uh what was promised and what what has been done uh so daniel i don't know if you want to jump in here real quickly and maybe share a bit about uh some of the work that the pomelo team has been doing towards that uh, feature Looks like Daniel might. Not yeah, happy to, play. happy to. Uh, did you want me to talk about uh, that feature in particular, or the whole list of? We got a whole bunch of new things coming for season three. I, I can, uh, I can address them all, or, or maybe we just start with this one. Um, well, all right, let's address them all. Let's not, let's not tease the community here. With some I'll, nice... I'll keep. I'll try to <laughs> so, keep yeah, it short. It. And stay tuned. We're it. working on an article we'll be publishing with this all in, in more detail. So, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but to yeah, a, a big, the, the number one request we got in our feedback was donors wanted an easy way to track the progress of a of a grant before they donated to them again. Uh, so if it was a grant that participated in season one and they're participating in season two, there was hesitation to donate to that grant in season two if it wasn't easy for for them to see that they actually delivered what they promised in season one. Um, so there's a new field we've added to the grant application form for, for grant donors where they can actually provide that, hey, what's your update since last season? And it's nice and easy for all the donors to find it um, because it's its own specific spot rather than what we saw in season two. People, A lot of people were providing those updates, but it, you know, some would provide at the top of the description, some in the middle, some at the bottom. Uh, so now that's an easy place to look. Um, we've also updated the terms and conditions so that grant owner email addresses will be shared with, uh, for now, the EOS Network Foundation. In the future, perhaps some alternative third party who will be reaching out to grant owners to check in on their status and, and verify that actually um, the you know the updates they're giving actually are being delivered. Um, so that is another big a big feature request. Um, so stay tuned, you know, for season three, we've just kind of laying the foundation for that. We're now, we now updated the privacy policy to allow us to share those email addresses. Um, and in, in season four, you know, we'll hopefully we'll have that third party portal, third party validated results, um, that, that people can refer to. 
Um, there was also a lot of feedback that our rules could use some clarification. We had some grants got disqualified in season two. Uh, some of them because they were, you know, it was just malicious. Others, it was honest mistakes. You know, someone breaking the rules, not knowing that they were breaking the rules because they didn't know that it was a rule. Um, so we've explained the rules in more plain language now, right on the application form. So it's, you know, pretty hard to miss. Um, hopefully that will help make sure everyone is on the same page and uh, they can avoid getting disqualified by accident. Um, we've got a brand new updated wiki, which goes again over those those rules in nice plain language. Um, also has summaries of every season, FAQs, glossary of terms, um, all that sort of stuff to help clarify things. Um, we removed some, um, we, you know, we clarified the rules on self donations. So actually it's, you are allowed to donate to your own, own own application. Our terms and conditions previously said that you're not. Uh, so we just removed that from the terms and conditions. Now everyone is on the same page there. Um, and we've, we've been releasing some educational articles, like what is a public good that goes deep into public goods so it's easier for grant owners to get approved. Um, one thing I'm really excited for, this is for the first time, Pomelo is gonna be paying for user CPU. Um, so. Yeah, a big goal for season three is to, we've, we've been increasing participation every season. We want to increase even more participation. We saw that some donors dropped off in our user flow because, you know, they tried to make a donation, but they didn't have any resources and their donation failed. And maybe they're new to EOS, they're not familiar with EOS resource model. So they just gave up and, you know, that they didn't end up having a, any impact on the matching pool. Um, that shouldn't be the case in season three because now Pomelo is paying for everybody's resources. You shouldn't notice anything. You can make a donation. It should just work. Um, and we've introduced some donor and grant owner achievements to help kind of spur a little bit more friendly competition. Um, so if, if you were a top donor or a top grant owner in a previous season, your profile should have a, a your NFT that you earned displayed proudly on there. You, know, you can flex flex your um, you know, your participation level in previous seasons, um, and we've improved the experience for grant owners on the application form and, and their abilities to share their grant. There's a new short description field to very shortly summarize your grant, which displays on the main page in Pomelo on the little card, as well as on the social preview. So if you share your grant link on something like Twitter or Discord that short description is actually going to be included in the link preview along with the title and the image, which we're already previously showing. So that, that description is a new addition. Um, again, just make it easier for you to share and, and get, get more community support for your grant. Um, and uh, new pitch sessions on Twitter. I think uh, Steph did a good job already covering that at the, at the start. Um, and then finally, another big theme we witnessed, we saw in our, in our, Season two feedback was uh, an opportunity to improve Pomelo's defenses. Uh, the big one was we, we introduced trust bonus in season two, but we didn't get a whole lot of adoption of the trust bonus. Uh, so in season three, we're putting an effort into really promoting that trust bonus a little more. And we've made some tweaks to the UI to help guide users to know that this opportunity exists, boost your trust bonus, Prove, help prove your uniqueness and make the impact of your donation go even further. The, the higher you boost your trust bonus, the more that your donation counts. And, and as a result, get there's a higher matching allocation to the grants you support.
question, if that's okay. Um, I'm just curious about the self-donation bit. And is there is there like a limit to that? And the reason I ask is because if I'm used to maximize my trust bonus and then just give an obscenely large donation to myself, knowing I get it all back, does that risk drawing excessive funding from the matching pool? I understand there's like a diminishing return, but there still is a return. There's a diminishing return. There's also a 10%. So 10% of whatever that donation you, you give would be taken and put into the next season's matching pool. Um, the, the, uh, but there, yeah, there's, we don't have any limits set on that. This is a good, good question. We're going to see what happens. Um, the, the other thing you'll have to keep in mind is the, yeah, community, you know, how does the community respond to that sort of behavior? Um, so again, with the quadratic nature of Pomelo, you're getting more people donating to you is more impactful than having one large donation. If people get upset that, oh, wait a second, this person is kind of gaming the system by doing a large self-donation that might detract from the amount of donors you get. Um, but we're going to have to see right now, there's, we don't have any rule in place to limit that. Um, we do have one thing I forgot to mention though. We, uh, another new thing coming for season two is a 10, there's a cap on how much of the matching pool you can get. So it's a 10% cap. Um, no one grant can earn more than 10% of the total matching pool. Uh, so you're, you're there's diminishing returns on on the the fact that it's quadratic, and then there's also a max based on that. Perfect. I think that that solves the problem there, right there, by just having a max that someone could get. So awesome. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for the question. All right. Anyone else want to maybe share some thoughts uh, on on Pomelo before we move on to another topic? Hey, this is uh, this is Nathan. I actually have a request. I would love to do some videos with you guys for the new developer portal related to getting Pilomelo grants up and properly uh, defined by the rules. I would be happy to participate. Thanks. Uh, yeah, uh, let's let's get in touch offline and and uh, and set something up. Let's do it. So that was NS James uh, lead. Uh, lead developer relations for the ENF, for those of you who, uh, who missed that. Uh, great. Okay, cool. Um, so moving on, another topic that I'm pretty excited about, the EOS bees with their swarms all over Twitter. Uh, so uh, Jesse actually reached out to me last week asking if Pomelo was going to do a nice tweet, you know, that they could swarm. And then so we, uh, on Monday morning, published a nice tweet thread that kind of goes over the whole process of joining Pomelo and the important aspect to know about that. And then, uh, you know, Jesse and the bees unleashed a swarm on it. And it's been our most, most highly engaged tweet by a lot, uh, on the, on the Pomelo Twitter account. So that was really great to see. Um, Jesse, if you want to jump on in here and, and talk a bit more about, uh, this project that uh, we'd love to hear it. Thanks Steph. Uh, Hey everyone. Yeah, we were super excited to, uh, last week, our swarms came out of alpha into beta where we can use real tokens, we can actually use it. And it's been really successful so far. Um, we're really proud of the work. We worked so, so hard um, to build up the network and to, and to build the, the actual technology. Um, really special thanks to Mark. He came out with the key insight to be able to actually execute our swarms. 
um, Mark Stair of, of Tibbet. And uh, yesterday was a, was a great moment for us uh, because we swarmed uh, Eve's uh, great thread on the ENF's quarterly report and got picked up by Lunar Crush. So that was really encouraging that we're on the right path. And it's only the beginning. We had 147 bees participate in that swarm. But what it does is we found, because we're collecting all this data, that it actually um, creates like free likes and retweets uh, f from that. And so we got a long way to go. I mean, it's, it's a great moment, but we're still in a, in a large sea of negativity. And we need to get a lot bigger. Uh, but uh, yeah. We, we had a we had a great week and um, just confirms that we're doing the right thing here and I'm just really proud of the team and uh, yeah thanks guys two double double cheers for that uh, yeah seriously guys really great work um, love to see love to see these new tools. Uh, that are built on EOS and then really, you know, funded by Pomelo, built for EOS and leveraged uh, on Twitter. Absolutely beautiful to see. Can I say one more thing? Actually, um, I was wondering about, like, uh, swarming the fireside chat. And I know there's, like, uh, it's a very, this is, a, like, a very unique event. I feel like it's maybe the most interactive content that the EOS community comes out with. And I'm not sure if... Uh, Trimbot or or Waxa is a really good kind of marketing person. Um, do you mind, Steph? If we maybe talk about like swarming the fireside chat and what the community thinks about it. Definitely never gonna say no to your swarms. Anytime you want to swarm swarm or stuff, I can go for it. Uh, but uh, yeah, to your point there, I know we need to include some hashtags and the the, the money sign as well. Um, just to touch on the message you sent me there, uh, you know, the, the fireside chat is streamed on Twitter, uh, but, um, the title or the text inside that, that tweet, I'm not sure if it's custom or just automatically pulled, uh, but that's definitely something we can, uh, we can be more mindful of in the future and really, uh, you know, create these, uh, nice tweets for you guys to swarm, um, so definitely something that we can talk more offline and make sure we're all ready to go for the future weeks. Absolutely. Cool, cool. How many, uh, how many swarms are you guys deploying per week? So we would like to get to the point where we're doing them every day. So we this week we did it Sunday, Monday, um, Tuesday. We haven't done one today. I was trying to see if I can get a swarm on this fireside chat. I don't think it's going to happen this week. But uh, yeah, we're trying to get trying to get it every every day um at the very least you know three four times a week awesome awesome well yeah we're definitely of course open to working with you guys to make sure uh we're optimally set up to to receive the benefits from these swarms really good stuff and uh well okay um how can people join the swarm if they're interested in contributing to these uh social media pushes yeah, great question. Um, on our Twitter account, the pin post is um, the link to join our swarms. I will link it here in the chat. Um, there is an, a Bywire article and a registration link 
that you can go to. The things you need to register are an EOS account and a video of your face. We're trying our best to verify unique humans. Um, learned a lot of lessons from Eden and, and uh, the value of having unique humans in an organization. So we have um, a recording of the face, Twitter account, EOS account, and uh, you'll go through our Telegram chatbot to sign up. And the amount of rewards you get depends on the strength of your Twitter profile. And we take who you're following, who follows you, and the engagement you receive relative to your followers. We take those three variables into account. And the stronger Twitter profile, the um, more earnings that we give um, per swarm. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Um, I joined the swarm last week, kind of. I was just also curious, of course, want to, want to help. I want to help the Yelp community, but also curious to see what kind of workflow uh, you know, you have to go through and stuff. So I submitted my video, I was approved, all that good stuff. And then I've got, uh, I've set it up on Telegram. So I've got a Telegram bot that messages me when there's a new swarm with the link. And then you click that link, you retweet the tweet that's being swarmed, and then uh, you'll accumulate some rewards. Uh, so obviously, uh, the rewards may not be extremely high, uh, but I think it's still very cool for anyone in the EOS community to participate in. It'll accumulate some rewards, and but uh, more importantly, you'll really be helping boost the uh, profile and the exposure for EOS uh, on Twitter. So for example, they've been uh, a few tweets this week about accounts that kind of monitor uh, Twitter activity for all of the crypto space, and they've picked up that EOS has seen a surge of activity. Um, I don't know if someone has these tweets handy. I was looking for them there as the show started. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been really great to see. Uh, they've been shared in the community. I'm sure you guys, many of you guys have, have seen them. We'll share in the, in the stream chat when we find them. Uh, but um, yeah, the EOS, EOS mentions have been off the charts uh, ever since the, the bees started their thing. So it's really good to see that, you know, this is actually working and it's, actually being picked up by large, you know, uh, Twitter accounts in the crypto space and definitely uh, helping get more traction, you know, to the new EOS. Um, so speaking of the new EOS and getting traction on uh, on Twitter, uh, Eve has been uh, continuing to put, put out some great tweets that have gotten some great engagement. Um, like Jesse mentioned, some of them have been chosen to be swarmed. Uh, to even to boost that even more. Um, so here I'm just gonna uh, share a few of my favorites. If I get Twitter to load, uh, but uh, of course you guys know at Big Beard Samurai is Eve's Twitter account. So I definitely uh, recommend you guys follow him and uh, you know like and retweet his stuff. It's really good. It helps the Yas community. Oh, there we go. We got Jesse here. That's shared. Uh, crypto trend in post uh, that, you know, aggregates the top five mentions in crypto updated every 15 minutes. Uh, and we can see here, uh, you know, except Bitcoin and Ethereum. And we can see here EOS coming in at first place with 2.1 million points and Solana coming in second place at 640,000. So that's over three times more, uh, you know, mentions and activity for EOS uh, than Solana for that for yesterday, or I'm not sure exactly which time period. But, you know, really great to see and really, you know, proof that these swarms are working. So definitely, you know, if you're interested, join, join up in the swarm. 
uh, very cool product that was built by the bees and uh, by Mark from Tippet. Uh, Mark, I don't know if you want to come on here and share a little bit about your experience um, building Tippet and then uh, you know helping out the bees. I had server muted you earlier, your mic was on, but um, you should be good to go now if you want to. Hi, yeah, it's been really uh, great working with Jesse. He's got uh, a really uh, cool vision on uh, doing things differently, sort of like in the advertising space and getting awareness and stuff. So it's been great working with him and delivering what uh, he needs, using a lot of the tools that um, Tippett has built, including, you know, get, getting the grants from Pomelo and things like that to be able to realize that vision. So I'm really excited about how it's worked out and how we came together with, uh, you know, like a, just a single, a single response where you could go to Tippet page and then see all the payouts um, prevents us from getting um, flagged by Twitter with, you know, too many of the same responses on each type of twit, t twit tip and things like that. So, uh, uh, Thanks to everyone for the Pomelo pitch, and hopefully season three will continue that, and uh, or we will continue that, but hopefully we get um, some good um, love from the community. I would, um, if there was, if there were prediction markets for Pomelo brand success, I'd be <laughs> betting on some hot bid success for the bees this round for sure. Um, really I, cool I have a question gotta... about the bees. Yeah, go for it. How are so from the other side of things, how are tweets selected to be promoted by the bees? Hey, Nathan. Yeah, it's it's a good question. Um, We're currently using mostly subjective criteria to determine what tweets to swarm. Our only objective criteria is that it's got to have hashtag EOS or money sign EOS in that because that allows it to be picked up by these crypto listening tools. Um, at least at, at our kind of current, very nascent marketing, EOS marketing stage, the tweets to Swarm are pretty obvious, but as we scale, they will be less obvious. So we've had some ideas um, in the future for the community to vote on which tweets we Swarm. Now, it is a little difficult to do that because, um, like for example, when Eve tweeted um, yesterday, we didn't know that he was going to tweet. So we have to just, oh, we see it? Okay, we got to swarm now. And so it, other, like, for example, when, when, we, when I worked with Steph, we planned it. We planned it a few days in advance. So if we can plan some tweets um, and have some sort of mechanism where community members can vote on what to swarm, I think that's really interesting. But for now, it's very just uh, whatever. The, so the, the main B team, there's six of us on the core team and we just agree on what to swarm um, for now. But for later, perhaps um, something better. Gotcha. Thanks. I think another idea that uh, we came up with, we haven't done uh, implemented this yet, but um, is sponsored swarms. If, uh, if any other tokens in the community, because uh, Tippett supports 70 different tokens, for example, if uh, Void wanted to sponsor a, a swarm, then uh, maybe maybe we could uh, do things like that as well. It's up to 
Jesse, of course, but uh, just some uh, ideas we've had uh, getting other kinds of funding, maybe getting some awareness of other kinds of tokens within the EOS community might be useful. So I'm really looking at this from, I have some body experience, so I'm looking at this from a technical perspective. I'm wondering when you cross the threshold on Twitter of their, their terms of service, uh, that this becomes too broad for them to accept it as a marketing uh, technique, and then it becomes some kind of spam in, within their filters or, or anything like that. Well, well the, um, yeah, go ahead, Mark, go ahead. The, the first step that is the one that I mentioned earlier is uh, previously we have been uh, flagged by Twitter before with excessive uh, responses. Uh, now we just have one response per swarm that anyone can see, and that's going to definitely reduce that. Uh, you know, it it's an interesting question, James, uh, that uh, – or Nathan uh, – you know, advertising is even worse. You know, pushing in your face and things like that. So you know, there's a there's a sort of a thing that at least this is real humans, not bots. I think that's really important going in the future. It's people that believe in what what they're uh, promoting, rather than just bots getting paid for, right. for doing that. Yeah. So this question of how does the bees choose which um, which tweets to promote is actually central. We are, are the penalty was actually just, I just reviewed the the grant that the bees submitted, and it came up in a in a debate on my team. Is this a public good? Um, is it actually non excludable? Um, how obviously we can only so the the grant is to raise a, a pool of funds to reward these swarms, um, if I understand it correctly. So obviously there's only a certain amount of tweets that will be able to get swarmed. Um, is that excludable? Or perhaps the public good isn't the promoting of a specific tweet, but it's the, um, the amplification. So everyone can see those tweets. So they're more likely to see a tweet that has been promoted. Uh, so maybe that's a public good be curious to hear the perspective of, of the folks on this call because yeah public goods aren't always so black and white this is one of the ones that was sort of in the following in our in our gray area where we we're having this discussion on our team on um does this qualify as a public good thanks so much for that feedback daniel um i tried to write the grant to emphasize the amplification and promotion part uh just as a a content creator can create content and get it out there. Anyone can view that content. We are trying to make it so the content could be viewed. The, what we're doing is just amplifying the content to be viewed by anyone. And um, that's what I try to highlight in the, in the grant, but I, I certainly accept um, feedback of if anyone has any ideas to write it differently. Yeah, I think he did a pretty good job there. Well, we ended up, that's where we ended up landing on. Yeah, I think this probably does qualify, but I could see it being, you know, one of the ones that raises some some questions on, wait, is this is this public good or not? Um, so that's that's why I, I put it out there to to hear, yeah, feedback from the community. But I, I think um, it yeah. follows, um, I think it follows also the public good of Tippet and, uh, you know, the whole purpose of Tippet uh, 
was to get as many people involved in cryptocurrency blockchain as possible. And because of the speed of EOS, it's the only one that can meet the criteria of a quick response. Uh, I mean, if we got everyone in the world uh, could could have a Tippet wallet in, you know, easily and then move that into their EOS wallet when they're, you know, uh, familiar with how to get a wallet and things like that. If that's the case, and if if on on the B side anyone can join, it, it's absolutely a public good. I see I see no I see no issue at that in terms of the whole mechanism that's in place right now. Good stuff. So I guess if projects are uh, interested in getting swarmed, uh, reach out to uh, Jesse and uh, organize a schedule and let them know uh, ahead of time to maximize uh, the impact that these swarms can have. Yes. All right. Anyone else uh, want to jump in here, share some thoughts about the swarms or if you've joined the swarm or if you plan on joining it, love to hear from you guys. Yes, it's Patrick Nova Crypto here. So I have just joined the EOS Swarms on last Friday and I was uh, receiving uh, Electro B NFT. So I am in. And uh, I want just to tell you here that I see that definitely as a public good because um, when Jesse is a uh, Currently, yes, he is uh, choosing which influencers he want to reach out. So he he decide a little bit the the narrative to be sure. Then us as a swarms we can jump into these uh, tweets and we receive some uh, EOS into our TP.io and some NFTs. That's cool. And I think how it is currently, because that will evolve, then we will maybe uh, in position to to have a, a vote to decide maybe which uh, influencer should be um, should be reached. But at the moment, as I see that uh, on my view, uh, it's uh, definitely for me um, a good public good and also that incentivize the people to go into the discord of um, EOSB's discord server and then you can join the the swarms channel and do your your stuff do your job to 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 deserve some uh, rewards into your tp.io uh, because if you do nothing it's clear that you will have a 0 0.02 EOS or something like that. So you have to collaborate. You have to 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 do your stuff, to 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 do something, to participate into the into the chain, uh, into the flow of those tweets. Um, and yes, uh, I am very grateful for this uh, EOS swarms, uh, tp.io by Mark Steers and myself with mineweb.io on season three, Pomelo season three. I have just updated my grant, uh, sorry, my, my rant on um, Pomelo. 
for season three, MindWeb.io. And I have um, directly decided to give some um, some some funds, let's say some uh, EOS for um, EOS swarms, and also doing um, a mind map to to uh, map out the the notion website of uh, Jesse. All the links of the the EOSBs are into this mind map to navigate better, and also we will I will have into this mind map. That's the that's the plan. It's to have um, a follow up of the tweets of the of the, the swarms. Uh, it's not just a mind map to map out the link to the links of a website. That's more than that. That's very an influencer mind map. We can name it like that. Like that. For the moment, it is named EOS Swarm's mind map, EOSB's mind map. So I have decided to to jump into that because I, I see a lot of uh, potential for the marketing and by Jesse, by the EOSB's and now the EOS Swarm's uh, that's come uh, into live. And um, yeah, shout out to Jesse for that and good luck on Pomelo. I think we, we should uh, collaborate at the most on Pomelo. Pomelo is not just to have a project on Pomelo and raise uh, funds by the donator that I am very grateful, but it's also to, to find collaboration with other grant owners and uh, collaborate with them. So just I want to, to raise that um, and uh, shout out to, to all of you. Uh, that are contributing into um, EOSBs and growing the marketing because we need to be known. Uh, we have to go out of our box. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Patrick, for jumping on the far side with us and sharing uh, your thoughts on on the bees and uh, on Pomelo. And um, yeah, looking forward to seeing the evolution of uh, your mind maps. That's great. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's hey. It's Felix here. I, I wanted to add uh, some extra support too for uh, the Swarm technology. I think it's an awesome public good. Uh, I, I just became part of the EOSBs as well, and I, I think it's it's super awesome because everyone here, um, if you're you're attending these meetings, I definitely encourage you guys to to come be a part of the bees and uh, and support because not only are we getting behind um, tweets to help better expose EOS, but you also get to get paid now in a little bit of EOS for your contribution. So uh, I think it's a sweet public good. And uh, yeah, big shout out to Jesse for all the hard work and and, uh, and Mark for this collaboration and uh, you know, all this, this hard work and, and effort you guys put in these last couple of months is uh, in my eyes already starting to pay off. Like uh, the potential here with this swarm technology is amazing. And so, yeah, big shout out. Thanks. It's a yeah, baby, go EOS bees. <laughs> Hey, can you guys hear me okay? And applause, applause. Can, can everybody hear me okay? I wanted to share something if it's all right. Yeah, yeah, go for it, Ben. Okay, cool. So my name's Ben. I'm on the tip of team. I'm one of the developers who's uh, been developing the bees technology, the you know uh, earnings engine. And one of the things I think that does make it a public good is the fact that there's transparency. So on the Twitter level, if we were just kind of paying people, right, it might be a little bit different, but we're putting basically a, a, a public notice of what we're doing that links to the payout. And I think 
that kind of qualifies it as a public good because everything's transparent. And I think it goes along with the ideology of EOS and the chain. So just wanted to share that. Awesome. Thanks for sharing and thanks for joining the Fireside. And uh, yeah, thanks for all the great work you, you, you do on Tippet. Yeah. And I just want to I just want to mention uh, shout out to Ben and John also they're the Tippet developers and they do most of the work and I just come up with ideas and things like that. I've been getting a lot of the uh, credit, but it's really those guys. We need a visionary. Come on, Mark. Awesome. All right, guys. Thanks. Thanks a lot for uh, for sharing and joining us today. Um, okay, moving on to some other topics. Uh, what do we have here? Yes, the quarterly report, the Q2 quarterly report from the ANF was published recently. And then Eve uh, shared a great tweet here, um, kind of sharing the highlights of the report. So I'm going to read real quickly, read through this tweet. I think it's really good. And, um, and it's going to allow everyone here to get kind of get an overview if you haven't had a chance to read uh, that report. So uh, this thread starts by saying that, you know, every three months, the ENF releases a quarterly report. And, uh, you know, here's a high level summary. So uh, the ENF established ENF USA and ENF Hong Kong for an international presence. They doubled the size of their core team with a focus on technical expertise, which has been obvious from all the new hires that we've seen announced. Uh, speaking of, key hires include NS James and top technical talent poached from Bullish and Block One, which I'm sure we all love hearing about. Uh, they also hired a new uh, CMO, Chief Marketing Officer. However, uh, we don't know who that is yet, so still looking forward to uh, for that full reveal. The CMO in the room, yeah, we don't know. Joe Louis asking in the chat here. Um, so yeah, so uh, of course there's the new, so EOS Marketing Updates, we got the new Chief Marketing Officer. Uh, the ENF is title sponsor of the token 2049 in September. This includes a keynote from Eve and also a public demo of the Trust EVM. So that's gonna be a really blockbuster event for the EOS community. Uh, strategic business development partnership with Zysan Global. So that's another topic we'll be uh, mentioning a bit later on here in the show. Uh, of course, the ENF has been funding a lot of working groups. Um, these groups are more than academic research as the groups are focused on product delivery based on their research. Um, related to that, the ENF has allocated $1 million in funding for the API Plus Working Group. And, you know, the goal of that is to make EOS the easiest chain for developers. Um, definitely check out the tweet here that I linked if you want more information on this. There's a bunch of linked tweets within this tweet. Nice, nice, uh, comprehensive thread. Um, moving on with uh, DeFi on EOS. So Yield Plus Liquidity Incentive Program has been kind of announced. And it has the goal of increasing TVL on both EOS and Trust EVM. Also, Recover Plus is also in the works, um, which is works in tandem with Yield Plus to provide a crisis management framework for EOS. And uh, you know, he wraps up the tweet saying that DeFi 3.0 will have an insurance later layer, and it will be built on EOS. Um, regarding the EOSIO coalition. Uh, the coalition has led to significant cost savings for EOS in order to develop uh, the underlying EOSIO codebase 
plus a higher quality of talent pool uh, applying for these updates. The coalition has identified 22 priority items, with one being faster finality and IBC. Uh, this makes EOSIO chains a massive blockchain with EOS as the main net, which is kind of something that I've always imagined EOS and EOSIO becoming from all the way back in 2018. Um, EOSIO improvements plus rebrand. So EOSIO will be rebranded. The new branding will be rolled out early Q3 uh, with the consensus upgrade coming up in September that will uh, deploy some new code on the network. Uh, Coalition has been working on Scalability Plus Blue Paper to improve horizontal, vertical, and operational scaling, and GitHub is exploding. So you can see um, the GitHub progress here in a very nice image that he shared that I will share with you guys in the stream chat. Um, regarding EOS EVM updates, uh, of course, there's going to be the demo at Token2049, like mentioned previously. It's now live on Testnet with the mainnet launch for late Q3 and strategic uh, and there's strategic partnerships uh, being uh, developed so that it launches with a full product suite, wallet, bridges, DEX, Block Explorer, etc. And um, finally, some funding and updates. Over 7 million has been invested in Q2 to improve the EOS ecosystem. Pomelo Grants, um, you know, community-based funding that we talked about earlier today. And the direct grant frameworks as well have been successful. So there's been a lot of funding mechanisms that have finally been unlocked for all the builders in EOS and to attract new ones. And they also confirmed that EV, uh, ENF Ventures is going to be launching later this year. So EOS is open for business for everyone inside the community and outside that wants to join. And um, finally, they share uh, some information about the Q3 and Q4 roadmap. Uh, so the last few quarters have focused on putting the wheels in motion to set up EOS for success. The, the Q, Q3, Q4 roadmaps are very exciting and we'll be hearing more about details of this roadmap in the coming uh, days and weeks. Uh, so that's kind of a nice recap from this tweet thread. I thought it was really great uh, breaking down the very nice Q2 report, uh, which looks really great uh, as well. So if you want to take a look at that, uh, you can find that in the link shared in the chat. All right. Um, I see you guys are having fun with polls in here. Uh, we're still, you know, playing around with the voice chat functionalities. Um, okay. So moving on to uh, the partnership with Zysan. So is someone from that team with us today that could speak to, uh, to this partnership in the uh, in, in better with, with more context than I could. Not sure if we have someone on, which is too bad. But um, real quickly, um, I can talk about it. <laughs> okay. Go so we we we've, we've been uh, I believe the contract is under negotiation for a, a couple of weeks, um, and it just got finalized. Um, two weeks ago, three weeks ago or so. So what they'll be doing is um, they'll be aligning. So we've been meeting. So as far as like the CMO, she's already begun. The only reason we're not making an announcement is because uh, just being mindful to her previous commitments. So we, she did leave um, a, a, another project to join ours and it's just kind of keeping the peace. Um, but she's already engaged with 
the Zeissan team, so am I, so is Eve, so is Ted, a few other people. Um, essentially, we're aligning marketing strategies with Zeissan. Um, they've got experience uh, in enterprise and kind of doing this already. Um, so they'll be aligned with um, the strategy of the ENF. Um, we'll be working with them um, for sponsorships of like running exhibits and things like that. So they have boots on the ground in Europe. That's their superpower is Zeissan is essentially like you guys may remember them as Europe chain, uh, which was uh, one of the things that they've been doing for a couple of years. It's um, a collaboration of multiple block producers um, and they're all spread out throughout Europe. So there's some in Ireland, some in Portugal, some in um, Amsterdam. So they have people everywhere, and we want to give EOS a presence everywhere. EOS has not had a presence at conferences ever, not since the EOS ICO when Block One was selling their tokens, essentially. So the best way to have a presence in each geographic area is to have kind of a boots-on-the-ground team, and Zeissan was perfectly positioned to do that. Um, they also have uh, a deep understanding of the underlying technology of EOSIO uh, to be able to explain it to developers, for example. Um, and we're in the early planning stages of, not even early at this point, but um, kind of targeting which uh, events to attend. So they'll be attending all of them. But which ones to kind of go big on? So, for example, like with Token 24, we went with the title sponsorship. It doesn't make sense to do that for every single conference. It, it's You're not going to get much a, a great ROI on that. So some conferences might uh, just be like an exhibit as like a gold or a silver sponsor. Some of them might be a title sponsor. Some of them um, might include a keynote speaker. If we get the keynote uh, spot, who, who takes it if Eve can't attend the event because it's a long trip to Europe uh, for a, a 20 minute slot, then who would take um, that keynote spot? If we get a keynote spot and a panel spot, uh, who would take those? And basically just ensuring that we have a presence at every single major uh, blockchain and tech conference uh, throughout Europe and the Middle East. Uh, the big one in the Middle East is Dubai. So there's a few events uh, on the calendar um, in Dubai. So one I think is, I just tweeted about it a minute ago, the World Blockchain Summit uh, in Dubai. So we'll be there. Um, Cologne, I don't have them in front of me. We just kind of chose four of the really big ones today that we'll be going big on. I think uh, uh, within the next, I don't want to make a huge commitment, but within the next, two to three weeks, I think we'd be comfortable publishing a, a, a calendar that includes all of the different events that we'll have a presence at. But if, if you look at a events calendar of European events, it's pretty much all of them. Um, but we'll publish that formally uh, within the next couple of weeks just so that everyone could be in the loop. We want to eventually get to the point where we could run successful uh, satellite events also. So not just having the presence at the conference, but a lot of times if you go to these conferences, every evening is jam-packed with multiple satellite events that people attend. Even people like I, – I went to Consensus one year and didn't even have a con ticket to Consensus, for example. I was able to fill my time just going to satellite events. So being in a position to run those satellite events, and it, that is also going to eventually tie in with 
for example, the EOSI coalition. So we've now formed all of these relationships with all of these other chains so that if we did decide to do a satellite event, we could have a much bigger presence because then rather just being EOS there, we'd have all, all four of the chains and hopefully more chains will eventually um, join the coalition. Um, so that that's, that's kind of the idea. Um, and also getting, uh, so the initial focus is on Web3. So that that's why there, there's two pieces to it. There's like big tech also. So beyond just focusing on like the blockchain crowd, there's also get, focusing on like, like the wider audience, the untapped audience. So that's that's kind of the more longer term goal with the initial focus of going in heavy on the Web3 conferences, but also having a presence at the big tech conferences also. But not necessarily like we got to walk before we could run, but that that's basically the strategy. So they run all of the logistics. We align on marketing, uh, make sure like, like their their printed and video materials are all in alignment, and then it allows the ENF to if if we want to we can go to these events. We don't have to worry about the planning and logistics and interfacing with the um, conferences themselves to ensure that we could have a presence there. So then we could have a presence everywhere and then pick and choose who from the ENF or who from the EOS community should also attend. So, for example, like Eve isn't able to go to all 20 or however many events there will be in Europe per year. Then deciding like, OK, if he can't go, should I go or should the new CMO go or should, should someone else go? So that's what is really beneficial is that they're, handle, they're going to handle all of the logistics and all of the lead funneling and biz dev. And because we, we have so many different um, like pillars, there's a lot to actually talk about uh, when you're at these events. And that's what I'm looking forward to. So for example, uh, going to the Blockchain Futures Conference in I think it's two and a half weeks now in Toronto, is there's so many things to talk about. Because if you want to get involved with EOS, it's like, okay, you could just buy tokens and chill. But there, if you want to build on EOS or contribute to EOS, we have Pomelo. We have Eden, we have the direct grant framework. We have all of these different things that we can point people to that they can get involved and there's a clear path because what we're trying to do is kind of do the opposite of what we saw over the last few years where like EOS VC was kind of the only thing and they, they would kind of drag people along and you, you didn't know where to go. So the idea with, with the pillars we have with Pomelo, with Eden and, and with the direct grant framework, is there's a clear path. If you want to build on EOS or contribute to EOS, there's a very clear path. It's crystal clear. You, you go here and there's there, there's instructions or there's seasons to it. And that, that's gonna be very powerful being at these um, different events is there's, there's a call to action. There's an immediate call to action. Um, so those are some of the KPIs are going to be uh, proposals on Pomelo, applications to the grant framework, um, making the introductions. So um, Zeissan, for example, after every conference, they'll have a debrief with us if we're not able to attend, like a full report, who they met, who who we should, uh, who they can make introductions to, um, setting up those introductory calls. So things like that, because that's something that uh, EOS has lacked over the last few years is 
making those connections with other ecosystems, other projects, other builders, other founders, other VC funds, th things like that. So I'm, I'm really excited. It really helps us scale uh, very quickly because if we wanted to do it ourselves, it, it wouldn't be realistic to do it at the same scale or level of expertise that they'll be able to do it at. Feels really good yeah, to baby. see all these EOSIO chains be big, one big happy family like I imagined it would have been from the start four and a half years ago. Um, so yeah, so that's great. Uh, yeah, things are things are lining up for the new EOS and the inevitable comeback like Eva's been tweeting about. So yeah, really good work uh, and uh, looking forward to seeing more updates uh, on that topic. Uh, I just want to say a big shout out to Zach Gold to uh, Yves Larose, to uh, all the team of uh, ENF for all the big work that you are doing. And and yes, uh, September uh, 23rd, 24th and October and this conference uh, with Zach. We lost you there, Patrick, but uh, yeah, thanks for that hype. And definitely shout out to everyone at the ENF. They've been they've been doing great work. It's been great to see. Anyone um, anyone here planning on going to the uh, the conference in September? Uh, let us know in the chat if you're uh, if you're going. Oh, I see I see. Um, also, Daniel is asking if people are going to the Futurist Conference uh, in Toronto coming up uh, in about one month, I believe. Uh, we see uh, Rob Rigo from Yale Detroit saying uh, that he will be there. Looking forward to meeting Daniel again. That's great. We got uh, uh, Crabber sharing that Loyal Nine as well will be there. Chris Barnes showing up to be there. Phil Mesner will be in Toronto. Uh, Felix here saying he'd like to make it out to Singapore. Daniel been missing these uh, EOS meetups that he used to host all the time in Toronto. Back in the days where hosting meetups was fun and stress-free. Uh, Mark wants to swarm the conference itself. <laughs> love it, guys. Love it. <laughs> so I, I have the list in front of me. Uh, don't, make a, don't make a little clip of this because we'll publish it in a few weeks. But the, one, the definites are going to be uh, Blockchain Expo Europe in Amsterdam, September 20th and 21st. Web3 Vision in Cologne, Germany, September 21st and 22nd. Uh, DeFi Conference, October 6th in Ireland. Uh, Future Blockchain Summit in Dubai, October 10th to 13th. Um, where is the other one that are for sure yeses? Web Summit 2022, that's a giant tech conference. It's not even just blockchain, that's in Lisbon, Portugal. Uh, the WOW Summit, that's the Web3 component of that. Uh, that's also in Lisbon, Portugal. Uh, also, Token 2049 in London, uh, that's uh, November 9th and 10th. There's a bunch of other ones that there will be a presence, but we're just trying to decide how big of one. But all of those ones I mentioned, at minimum, there will be a booth, at best, a giant booth and keynote speakers and panelists and things like that. Um, but yeah, the, those ones are pretty much for sure. Um, and yeah, okay. We, we're not doing any sponsorships or anything, but we have another um, executive meeting. In, that, that's why everyone's going to be in Toronto is uh, bringing everyone together again to keep uh, continue the um, long-term 
short-term the strategy of EOS. That was pretty much the reason why Ted, myself, and Eve got together last week and spent uh, two or three days just hammering out the direction we're going. Um, it wasn't enough time, and we didn't have our CMO there. So that's going to be the difference in Toronto. Our CMO will be there, so you guys will all know who she is by then. Uh, and if you're in Toronto, you will get to meet her. Um, and also one other person also who um, isn't with the ENF, but is very uh, important for the future strategy. Checking the chat here, we've got Loyal9 saying Telos will have a presence. Are you talking about the Futures Conference in Toronto or the uh, Token 2049 in Singapore? Um, Mel uh, from EOS London sharing that he'll be at any, at the, uh, any event located in the UK. That's great. Uh, yeah, so Loyal9 is confirming that's Futures, so we'll have some uh, Telos people there, which is good to see. Uh, Chris Barnes is going to be in Toronto as well. Mel saying he maybe wants to do Amsterdam as well. Jan Schiffer uh, is going to be in Cologne and maybe Amsterdam too. Uh, yeah, this is really great to see that finally EOS will have a crew representing or EOS and EOS. I wait to meet people in person. Like, I feel like it's been forever. 2018 with the hackathons and then 2019, there were a bunch of events. Then COVID hit. And now we're finally all able to get out of our houses and meet in person again. Can't wait. Yeah. Should be uh, should be really cool, and then there's, um, yeah, more conferences. I'm sure that will be announced between now and then. Well, North America too. So we're not we're just going to do that uh, ourselves uh, internally right. with the NF. So right. we'll also be announcing all of that. Um, we're working with the new CMO and developing oh. that strategy also in, in parallel with Zysan because as we're coming up with the messaging and KPIs for them. We're essentially doing the same thing for ourselves. Um, but the next big one in, in the U.S. is the Masari mainnet. Uh, but it just happens to be like way too close to token 2049. So we got to uh, assess the calendar and see which ones make sense there. But I, I was really bummed out about that because that was a, a really good one last year. CAC here is requesting uh, some events in Florida. Uh which he could attend, he'd like to attend. That's great to see. Um, all right, yeah. I, I myself, I cannot attend uh, the Toronto conference, unfortunately. So I'm gonna have to maybe make some plans to attend the one after that. But yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing everyone in the community again. Uh, back in 2018, I was doing a ton of meetups, EOS meetups uh, in Quebec. Uh, I met Dimitri from Bounty Block there at one of the first meetups I did in Quebec. I remember being very anxious about explaining EOS to this crypto meetup in, in, in Quebec, uh, in Montreal. Um, I also, I even traveled uh, to Calgary, to Vancouver, to Edmonton to host some EOS meetups out there as well. Um, so yeah, definitely some good memories uh, of, of, you know, meeting up in person and looking forward to doing that again this year. Nice. I don't think it was an Eve's tweet thread. I think we left it out for some reason. Uh, so as part of the Zysan partnership, it also includes a partnership with Gartner. So I'm not really going to go into detail about what Gartner is, but it's like business insights, uh, usually tech-related, uh, full suite uh, consultancy 
and advisory. They do all, all kinds of different uh, market research, and you could probably just Google them if you're not familiar. I'm way less familiar than I, I like. I, I felt like a noob whenever I was introduced to this, but it's a really big deal. Um, we've got three seats with Gartner now, and there's also a bunch of different exclusive conferences that only partners of Gartner are able to attend, but all of the partners are all pretty much all, all of the big tech companies, things like that. that. That's also part of it. Sweet. So I'm not too sure what thread you were referring to, but I shared Eve's thread announcing the partnership with Zysan Global. Did it say, it didn't mention, I don't know if it mentioned Gartner. Okay, okay. Right on. Um, another tweet from Eve this week, uh, while we're on the topic of uniting all the EOSIO chains, wishing a happy birthday to Wax, which uh, has been launched uh, for five years now. And um, so the DAP radar did a little thread on Wax uh, showing kind of the, um, all of the the success stories that, that can be found on WAX. So congratulations to WAX and everyone uh, building there. All right, we're coming around the last few topics for the day. Are we gonna not make it to two hours? Is, is that possible? No. Something's going to happen. Oh, actually, I forgot. Uh, um, something I wanted to talk about was, uh, I don't know if Aaron is still around from Graymass, but they published their monthly update. And uh, I know I was personally very happy to see that a bug with the Ledger Nanos was fixed, where um, there was an error with Ledger Nano connecting with, the Anchor, with Anchor, where you couldn't change uh, your keys. Or something like that and I know I had some issues with that lately and so that's been fixed so that was a great relief to me it can kind of update uh, some keys on, on a few accounts that I've been meaning to update uh, and I don't know Aaron if you're around if you want to maybe share a few more of the, um, the highlights from your update um, we could do that at this time yeah sure I mean that was probably one of the most long-standing and big things in the way um, we've been going back and forth with the ledger team for a while now Something they updated ended up breaking that that process where you couldn't change your keys to be no longer on the ledger. So people were kind of stuck there, uh, myself and a number of people on our team included. Um, so we went back and forth with them a decent amount over the months. It wasn't their highest priority because none of us honestly knew exactly what broke. Um, but after, like working on some test cases and whatnot, they did manage to isolate it and they released some new firmware and we didn't have to do anything, so that was great. And the ledger is now just fully functional again like it once was. So kudos to the ledger team for getting that resolved and making it easy for our community just to have it working again. Um, in terms of other updates, uh, the rest of the update was largely focused on the maintenance we're kind of doing around Anchor and Unicove and the new features we're adding to those things, uh, the progress we've made on them since our last update, which was about a month ago. Um, and then we rounded it out with just kind of messages about our slow recruiting push. Um, 
we're working to grow the team. We've been slowly growing. We're up to 10 people now. We'd be a little higher, but we've had some people join and then leave, which is understandable. Um, but yeah, we are really trying to grow so we can scale our operations and push out updates like this more often. Not necessarily the text itself, but the actual updates to the products. Um, there's a lot to do. Uh, I, that's been, I haven't touched code in a couple weeks at this point, I don't think, besides maybe just answering questions. And it's, it's all been planning out like what the future looks like for all of these products and improving the usability of EOSIO as a whole. Um, we still have a long way to go. We get a lot of support tickets where people are really frustrated with how complicated things are at times. Um, and it's just, it's going to be a long and incremental road to improve that kind of stuff and really make this experience for users who want to use the blockchain or just applications that lever the block, leverage the blockchain that much easier. So. We're excited about where things are heading, and we're going to, I think, try to make it more of a monthly cadence on these updates at this point. Um, I know we've been a little loose on that before, where we'd skip a month or two, and we'd kind of go dark. Um, but we're ramping things up and going to be providing these updates and hopefully better formats, maybe a new website, and uh, try to be, try to do what a lot of you guys on this call do. and communicate very well um if there's always one thing that's kind of a meme around gray mass is that like we have no marketing and our communication has not been good so we're we've taken steps to correct that and we have some good people in position to help us do that lovely well yeah. you certainly communicate well when you join the fireside Our, and yeah just joining the firesides and being available on telegram and discord like in, in the text chats I, I feel like you communicate very well I, I get what you're saying the type of communication that you're yeah. referring to but I, I think you personally do a very very good job i appreciate that and it's good to know that the time i do spend like actually being a part of the community does help with that communication it's just so like it's so instantaneous of a form of communication. Like you've got to be around to experience that. And, you know, for maybe the less involved people, they, they don't even know about some of the stuff we're doing. And it'd be nice if there was like a, a more permanent record of that stuff, as opposed to the void of Telegram where everything gets lost in the next hour. I'll give you a little tip, Aaron. If oh, yeah? you ever want to go on a five minute ramble, 10 minute ramble on any fireside chat and you just start spitting fire of all this alpha that's happening at gray mass and with anchor we'll put it into a little bite-sized little video clip we'll get the bees to swarm it we'll, we'll get it out there and create a permanent record for you awesome. that goes for any project anyone that wants to come here and and share their information that, that's kind of what we've been doing build that machine get that machine running Exactly, and we're adding the podcast to that machine so that people who are mobile and audio only can uh, can get all these great updates as well. It's awesome yes. to see this kind of growth. For sure. Uh, I don't. Is have there the a this opportunity? Is there a chance for me to just thank Aaron? Um, I've been. Uh, this is Lars, but uh, I've been obviously working a lot on uh, the the zine, and I've been starting to have to pay for things and i guess it's just been a while before i had to move eos around on my phone but for the first time like a few weeks ago or maybe a little over 
month or two ago, I used the web wallet for the first time. And like, I didn't know that was like an option. I didn't know that was there. That's all I had on me though, was my phone. And it just like launched straight into the web wallet. And I was just like amazed by like how seamless that went. Um, like one guy I'm going to like kind of channel a little bit is Luke Stokes. Cause he's really big on like usability. And like, that was like one of the most seamless experiences I had that like, I feel like regular quote unquote regular people would even get that. Um, and it just, it just launched straight into the app and then straight back into the web wallet. And then like my funds ended up going where I needed them to go and cast it out and paid for some stuff, you know, web hosting and all that. But it, I was like so inspired by it that like that piece of art that I've been working on with the ship of Theseus, I was like, I need to make a couple panels just dedicated to the anchor on this ship. That's awesome. And thank you. I mean, it's, we've had feedback on Unicove, which is the, the web wallet you're talking about, about kind of how, uh, simple it is right now. Like, you know, you go to blocks or EOS authority or any of these other tools and they just like lay it on you thick and there's everything you could ever want to do on there. Um, but it comes at a cost of kind of confusion. And we have spent, uh, there was probably a six month stretch where we worked on that web wallet exclusively on that one feature being token transfers, trying to just nail it. Um, and we're probably not even halfway done with what we'd like to do with that. Um, but it's awesome to hear that that flow is, is just that simple. and because that's really the direction we want to go with this. Um, at some point, like our dream is to add in a, a contact system in there. So that way, instead of even typing account names, you just have accounts to select from for who you want to pay from, and you can establish your own network of contacts. Um, we want to do the same thing with some of the other EOSIO features that you might want to use as just kind of you know a normal user using it in day-to-day -day activities. Um, and really just drive that this is an application that if you've used online banking, you're gonna be familiar with. And it kind of removes all of that complexity that you might experience elsewhere. Like we have the power user tools and now we need like the normal user tools. And that's, that's the goal. And to be able to launch it seamlessly from within Anchor, like eventually you want that to be a thing for any application. So you just have that experience. You have that launch point you're in an application, you're automatically logged in, and you're just doing the thing that you want to do, and the technology is getting out of your way. So that's, that's the vision. That's where we're heading, and uh, just building all that tech along the way. I think Unicope's awesome. I mean, just to butt in, like, I tried it out in the the process to just put in my credit card and then be done was kind of where things need to go because the ability to, you know, just do it and not have to worry about exchanges and learn what a hash is, is beautiful. So I think you did an awesome, you're doing an awesome job. Thanks. And we'd like to eventually get to the point where you can do that to buy tokens and or network resources. Like, I think one of our long-term visions for EOS and EOSIO as a whole is, is that there should be able to be applications on these blockchains that don't use the token and don't require the user to use the token. 
um, like imagine a game that just wants to use the blockchain and distribute NFTs and do cool things like that. Um, Anchor, the way we've set it up, and Unicove in the way that we're trying to make the onboarding, we want to make that a reality. So that way it's less scary for new people who've never even experienced crypto. It's like they're used to microtransactions at this point. The app stores of the world have made everybody kind of used to that. Um, so if we can lean, like lure people into the ecosystem that way with something they're familiar with, then they can optionally decide if they want to get into the crazy world of tokens. Um, but yeah, let's, let's make it accessible. Let's make it so it's something people are familiar with, but still leverages this awesome technology that we're all here for. try not to talk forever and then like we end up with these pauses and i'm like i could have kept talking but <laughs> um chris before you go did you want to talk about the helios q2 report i was just gonna get to you did we miss chris we missed him he's gone already. Oh. um anyone else from helios or someone maybe familiar with that report want to share uh share their thoughts i yeah so it's waxer here i'm communications manager for helios I also have to shoot, unfortunately, but hopefully we get a chance to talk about it next week, potentially. I do. Um, I have just put a link in the chat there for anyone who would like to have a look at the report. And I appreciate you bringing it up. Thank you. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll bump it over to next week then. No problem. So thank you very much. All right. At this time, uh, uh, anyone else from the community want to jump in here, say hi, maybe ask a question, maybe share some news, uh, maybe let everyone know that you're going to be posting a Pomelo grant. Um, let's not, uh, let's not go into to, to some deep Pomelo pitch sessions, but you know, I'd love to know if some of you in here are planning on, on applying for season three or whatever else you guys want to talk about. Yes, we've got another, uh, half hour potentially to hang out here. I'd, I'd like to add my support for Aaron. And, and the wallet and, and all that he's doing there, emphasize uh, how important that is, even relative to all the great marketing that's happening. And we're all thankful for that marketing because it's, it's been missing for so long. And I don't want to dismiss it in any way. But the relative importance of marketing at this particular stage to the actual substantive development of, of a wallet, uh, of a onboarding experience, of, of, of being able to store your keys safely and easily, uh, being able to make your first purchase easily. That is magnitudes more important than any marketing now because it's the point of, uh, of, of why people would come to our chain. So I don't, I haven't inquired recently what what Aaron's uh, budget is or, or what his needs are. Last I checked, he needed one developer. I don't know if he's filled that or not. But whatever he needs, whatever he needs, it seems like that, that, that should be at the very top of what we're doing. So I just wanted to make that clear. Thank you. And I guess to add to that comment, I, I 
I've wavered back and forth on the importance of marketing in phases like this. And I, I agree with you a lot of the times in that there's a huge risk to do marketing that if the people you market to join in and then just have a crappy experience, you're never going to get them to come back. Um, so it's a matter of making sure the experience is good before you actually like really push hard on marketing. But that's not to say that marketing shouldn't occur. It's this fine line to walk that for years and years, even from when I was deeply involved in the Steam community, um, I sort of fought against um, in, along the same lines of what you were just saying. Um, but I've come to learn it's, it's very nuanced. And marketing all along the way is probably good, but it, it's just a risk. You know, you might lose some people if they if they oh, bite right. the marketing and then they have a terrible experience. You know, it's it. I, I fully understand your point, but um, I think that it's if you don't market, if you market, you're going to get a thousand people, and maybe fifty will. And if there's something bad, then fifty will join. If you don't market, zero will join. It's true, right? So you have to do that continuous marketing because the people that you market to now won't be there when you market in the future. It's going to be different people. It's always going to be different people. That's a good point. It, it's the effectiveness of the marketing that gets impacted. Yeah. Yeah. That's I would definitely marry it with two different, with, you know, an excellent product, <laughs> yeah. of course. But uh, not doing marketing is also, uh, I mean, it's a killer. One of the things we do at Tippet for marketing that I think works pretty well is we try and make things so that the people who we're marketing to tell their friends about it. And I think like what you're talking about, Aaron, with like the user experience, that's kind of where that goes is if they have a good experience, it's easy to sign up to for EOS and they can do cool stuff right away. That's all you need, right? Because then they tell their friend and their friend tells their people at school or whatever. I think that's a really good model that, you know, that's where we try and go with it. That's probably an excellent approach, especially if the, like the person introducing them helps them along the way for maybe some of the more confusing points. It's, it's more of a grassroots thing, a uh, way to grow and probably a healthy way to do it. And hopefully we can collect feedback from that. Be like, you know, I've had to tell every single person I've invited that this is a, a hurdle they need to cross and, like, as long as we can raise those things up, then maybe we can improve them as well. Not uh, really marketing, but it's kind of related. Um, Steph, I thought, I don't know if you talked about this in the first 15 minutes when I wasn't here, but. Um, we finally uh, slayed the beast of coin market cap. Uh, we finally have taken ownership of the EOS uh, coin market cap page. I was gonna wait until my, my new text got approved for the description text, which is just terrible. Um, but all of the new links are up there. So if you go to coin market cap now, it points to the ENF Twitter. It points to the Discord. It points to the the, the new GitHub repo all of the things that we've wanted for a really long time and it's already a huge impact so on eosnetwork.com for example our, our our largest source of traffic over the last week since this has happened is by far coin market cap 
So that just tells me that for the longest time, all of this traffic was just going to EOS.io and hitting a wall. Um, insane amount of traffic. Like I thought when we got coin, when EOS support helped us get um, CoinGecko, uh, that was a great source of traffic. But Coin Market Cap is just blowing it away. And now with the Discord link um, as, as like the chat link, when you click the link for chat, in the last I forget how many days it was, if it was seven days or 14 days, but we've had like 800 new members join the Discord channel, for example. Um, on Twitter, I started, I'm, I'm getting tagged now by all of these like bots because they just use the Coin Market Cap API to tag coins because it just automates their messaging, like not spammy like posts, but just posts that are like EOS and then tag the account associated with it. So that's coming from the Coinbase API. And the coin or coin coin market cap API. And the other thing that's nice about finally taking the uh, ownership of the page on coin market cap is that it's kind of like the source of truth uh, for a lot of other sites within like the blockchain space. So, for example, like Masori Research, they pull all of their data from coin market cap. Um, Blockfolio pulls all of their data from coin market cap. Like so many different sites do this. And we finally, 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 after like months of back and forth and them asking stupid questions and wanting things that just weren't reasonable, like, could you have the original team email us and let us know that they've that you guys are in control now? It's like, no, that, that, that's not going to happen. Um, but we finally got that. So we're already starting to see the fruits of it. And within the next day or, or, or hopefully even less, um, the description will finally be gone where it's like, EOS is centralized and block block one and Dan Larimer and Brendan Bloomer and this and that. Um, so that's all going to finally change. So finally, 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 you guys have no idea how I probably do, but how, how frustrating that's been to finally get that. That's awesome. Good job. Yeah. You poked the bear enough times. They, they finally, finally, finally gave in and I'm just, seeing people come into the chats and on t Twitter and stuff and just saying like, why is the Twitter account dead? Because they're looking at the EOSIO Twitter that hasn't made a single message since December 1st. It's just been a point of frustration as I'm sure all of you guys can understand. Yeah. So I did mention this uh, at the top of the show, but uh, didn't do it justice. So I'm happy for you to, uh, to share that great news with everyone uh, at, the, at this time. Nice. Yeah, baby. <laughs> you know what's really cool about this? What's really cool about this is now that it's in community control, there's no kind of top level discretion other than like talking amongst the community and knowing what's going to help the community instead of more like centralized decisions like it was, which is awesome. So you can essentially kind of steer people to where EOS is going based on like all this community activity and what's going to help it, which is great. Totally. Yeah, there's and a lot not, we, we can do with it. This chat become as uh, crazy as the Telegram chat has been in the past. So we've got a, we already have a team of mods here that have been doing a good job kind of keep an eye out on the server. There hasn't been actually much trolling or many posts to delete. Um, but, uh, you know, the team is on standby and so 
we're ready for an influx of new people in the server. And like I mentioned at the top of the show, we've, we've already seen a lot of new members join. Um, they haven't necessarily joined uh, the chat yet, um, but uh, I'm sure that's going to come. And um, so, yeah, so just be aware of that, everyone. And, you know, welcome these new people to our community when, when they find themselves to the general chat or to this, uh, to this voice chat. And so I, I have seen a few new names in this chat uh, today. If you guys are new to the community, definitely welcome you guys to jump on the mic here and, and say hi to everyone. I'm going to put someone on the spot. I don't know if he's... I see him in here. Steven Diesel. You here? Hey, guys. I'm here. How's it going? Good, man. So we, we talked about the CMO, but the, we, we have a bunch of other people who have started that are not as public facing and i just i i i see you in all of the group chats like really hurting all of the cats and bringing a lot of organization to the chaos and i just kind of wanted to give you an opportunity to maybe introduce yourself to the rest of the community and let them know uh the functions you're providing to the eos community and to the enf sure yeah th thanks for the call out so i guess um <clears throat> hey everybody uh my name's steven diesel i've been part of the enf for Probably about two months now, I joined as a lead product manager, and what I'll be primarily overseeing is uh, the core team's backlog. So the primary repos that you guys work with uh, being Mandel, CDT, um, also uh, contracts. So really happy to take in any feedback that people have as we move along, but a lot of our objectives moving forward is just reducing friction wherever possible to deliver the best user experience building on anything related to EOSIO. So I'm um, really excited to be joining the ranks. Um, some of you guys might have seen my name in the past, uh, having been part of Voice and Block One in the past, but really happy to be part of this project. Really uh, just excited to be back in the ecosystem working around this. So uh, yeah, feel free to reach out to me directly if you ever have any questions about what we're up to. And uh, feel free to let us know if you have any feedback on anything that you see coming out. I'll also be taking care of things like the roadmap and really starting to address some of those key user journeys that we need to tackle as uh, we, we make the experience better. So yeah, thanks for the shout out and uh, really excited to be here. Yeah, baby. <laughs> nice one, Patrick. Nice one. Pitching in for my soundboard when, uh, when I'm too slow. I like it. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I'd like to shout out to EOS OGs who may remember me from years ago. I want to say I'm back. I'm in a new role now. I'm a blockchain evangelist. And with the uh, pandemic fading away, I'm going to start being uh, out on tour again. And I look forward to seeing all of you in Toronto. I'm really jazzed. It sounds like going to be like the old Black Producer Summit. Really happy to hear your voice, Phil. Yeah, likewise. I'm pumped to see you on the call. Yeah, I, for those of you who don't know me, I was part of the original development team that I love Medios. you, man. And uh, I'm the 
not doing much engineering right now, but hopefully I'll get back into it soon. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you, Phil. You have made a beautiful course on the smart contract on OCI. I, I was uh, seeing that. Fantastic. Love you, man. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's, that's great. And thanks for joining us uh, today. And of course, thanks for everything you've done for EOS in the past. And looking forward uh, to hearing more about uh, you and your work for EOS in the future. Absolutely. I was referring to Phil Meunier, not Phil Collins. Okay. Uh, Veronica sharing some breaking news in the crypto space. Tesla officially paper handers and they sold 75% of their Bitcoin in Q2. So they sold a while back. And the news broke and now everyone's selling right now. Oh, crypto. Not going to make it. Not going to make it. And then, uh, Minecraft banned NFTs also today. Yeah, that was crazy to hear. Um, the guys at Uplift must be fucking having a bad day today. It sucks. It sucks for them. Hopefully they'll, uh, they'll find a way around that ban. Or I, I, yeah, I didn't read the details. I didn't read the uh, the justification for it. I imagine it's pretty boilerplate stuff. Just gamers that don't really understand NFTs and kind of just traumatized from microtransactions in the past, and they're just kind of avoiding any type of innovation. But in my opinion. Uh, gaming companies will come around to NFTs. It just may, may take a little bit longer for the traditional ones to embrace it um, as hard as uh, more blockchain native game, gaming companies have done. In case you guys are wondering, Michael Saylor is not selling his Bitcoin. He's actually trolling Tess Elon by saying, uh, if you sell 75% of your Bitcoin, you'll only have 25% of your Bitcoin left. Nice tweet from Michael. Uh, yeah, hey, everyone. Hi. Uh, just a question for Zach, if you can, if you can answer it. Uh, regarding the rebranding, re we changing the names as EOS, not the in the trading. And also... EOSIO EOS is being rebranded. I mean, it's essentially been rebranded. It's just agree having everyone in the coalition agree to the visual branding. So the name's decided, uh, it's been decided. It's really just a lot of the visuals that are, there's some disagreement on, um, a lot of back and forth. So that's, that's the reason for kind of like the delays. And at the end of the day, there's like, I know we all want to have something new and shiny, but like, this is a big decision on the, um, getting alignment with the visuals and how it fits into the bigger picture. And one of the other things is DNF is drive like we have the coalition, but the ENF has been driving it from the start, from a funding standpoint, from a coordination standpoint, from the the ones who set the table for everyone to join at the beginning. And we just had our CMO start like two weeks ago. So bringing her in towards the end of the uh, rebrand experience brought someone with 25 years of Mark, global marketing experience into the mix 
who essentially asked to slow down a little bit so that we could reassess things and roll it out properly. So that's why um, it didn't uh, get released like two weeks ago or something. Uh, but it's still in the works. Uh, there will be a rollout plan. Uh, it'll have its own like website, uh, social media, blog. But um, what it won't have its own like organization for a while. Um, so it'll essentially just be operated by the coalition. Everyone will be kind of pitching in. Uh, the biggest difference we'll see with EOS and EOSIO is that it will no longer be a hidden aspect of all of these other coalition projects. So if you go through the marketing materials of Wax, Talos, UX Network, you really it, you'd have to look pretty hard to find EOSIO. Uh, obviously, if you look at the code base, you'll see EOSIO mentioned a bunch, and that's really not going to change completely because EOSIO is kind of baked into a lot of the the contracts and things like that. So it's always going to be in the DNA, but as far as like the public facing name, it'll be a new name, new brand that everyone will really rally behind. And going back to the global conference strategy, that's where it's also really important because now we'll be able to do satellite events in partnership with these other chains under the banner of the new EOSIO. So um, I don't really have an update except that it's coming um, and that there's some disagreements on like typeface and uh, the I think it's about 50-50 split on the logo itself, but the typeface needs redone and we're in the final phases, but just making sure everything is, is done right. But it's not EOS. So EOS is still EOS. And there there's like when Dan was first uh, uh like working with the ENF, uh when Fractally was just kind of like an idea, um there was at that point it was just basically even I, maybe Brandon was on. Um and it was still very early and we were more, I guess, gung-ho about rebranding everything, rebranding EOS, because it was fresh off the um, the breakup with Block One, and we were left with no ownership of any assets. We didn't really own our own name, our own logo, our own domain. And now we're in a whole different spot where um, we do have ownership of a lot of things. We we have on, on web, socials, CoinMarketCap. And the other thing we noted, like, that's important is, like, Name recognition is important, and people know the name EOS. And the, the most prime example of that is the Vitalik Ethereum on steroids thing, uh, tweet or whatever he did uh, a couple of weeks ago. Like, that happened because EOS has brand recognition. And what I'm expecting to see at a lot of these uh, conferences is that it's going to surprise people who haven't been paying attention. They're going to see EOS and they're going to remember it. And they're going to be like, ah, EOS. Like, what the hell are they up to? I haven't heard their name in years. So it, it, it is valuable. Um, if we are to decide to rebrand EOS, it wouldn't be this year. So just to set everyone's expectations. It's not that it's off the table. It's just that it makes, like, you've seen on Twitter the new EOS. Like, the you can rebirth EOS without renaming EOS. The EOS network is is highly name recognized. Uh, we're working really hard to rebuild the reputation. Um, 
So I would say it, it's kind of like a refresh and a rebirth rather than a rebrand uh, for EOS at the moment. And to just set your expectations that the rebrand is for EOS IO. It'll have a completely new name, completely new logo, and all of the uh, sister chains will rally behind it with us. But EOS itself will remain EOS for the foreseeable future. I'm glad it is this way. Like I like EOS with the scar with the scarf on its face. Like it is our history. We don't want to abandon it. Yeah. Yeah, and there's just it, it's complicated too. Like Polygon when when Matic Network rebranded to Polygon Network, it was a smoother transition for them because they owned all, like they basically had full control of it. There wasn't like this weird disassociation of assets and IP like like we have. Um, and the other thing is, it's next to impossible to change a token ticker at this point. So even if you wanted to rebrand the EOS network, you would still have the EOS token, the EOS token ticker. Um, and, and that's why Matic's a really good example of it, because they're Polygon network, but they're still powered by the Matic token. And the reason's because it's, it's near impossible to get every single um, exchange to change the tickers. The other thing is that um, EOS is hard-coded, like the ticker itself is hard-coded in certain places, and the system contracts and, and dApps themselves. So you'd be kind of messing that up. And then the other complication with rebranding EOS is it's not just like the logo and, and the name, but like the identity. Like how many block producers have the name EOS in their name? Or their own logos have EOS some, Nation, some variation. Have our name if, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's like, I think we've done a really good job at shifting the narrative. We're, we're not like across the finish line by any means, but there's been a clear shift. And we'll get a lot of feedback firsthand uh, with like this conference strategy, like boots on the ground, meeting face-to-face, getting feedback. And after months of that, like maybe like we could talk about it, but I don't think that it makes sense because it's like it is our DNA, it is our history, but like it, it's better to be known than than being unknown. Um, and I, I think we have a we have a strong story, and like there, there's, it's very complicated, so it, it's easier to just turn the page on 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 the the reputation that EOS has had because of the relationship with block one and because of the ICO, which we had no control over, it's easier to just over uh, like makes more sense to overcome that than to start from fresh and have nobody know your name. And, and also kind of like you mess things up for a lot of other entities, all of the, not all of the block producers, many of the block producers, many of the dApps, many of the tools. So it, 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 it's not going to happen as of right now um, to not expect EOS to rebrand. Like the new EOS is the new EOS. Uh, the old EOS is dead. Um, but as far as a name, I don't don't expect that. So just to clear any confusion, EOS IO is being rebranded. EOS is not. Sweet deal. So basically, at the software level, that's what's getting rebranded, and then. So is the Chestahedron going to still be paired with EOS? Yeah. So um, that's uh, kind of complicated a little bit because the original Chestahedron, which they used during the ICO, 
that is not copyrightable because it's a geometric shape. It's like trying to copyright a circle or a triangle. You can't do it. But the, the modernized logo, like the one with less lines in it, that Block One started using in like 2019 maybe, that one is trademarked. So I, I try to not use it as much as possible. Sometimes I still do because I, I do like their logo better than the Chestahedron. Um, but you'll notice all of the EOS channels, EOS support did a really good job with it. They went and updated all of the logos, for example, to the original uh, Chestahedron shape because that one's not copyrighted. So the, the logo, it, it's not being changed at the moment. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's still basically the same because once again, it comes down to look at all the logos of all the other businesses within EOS. How many of them have like some form of a chestahedron within their own branding that it, it doesn't really make sense to change that. And the other thing is um, education. So educating the market, we already are going to have our hands full on educating the market on what the new EOS IO is. So we need to kind of educate the market on that before confusing them any further by, by rebranding re like EOS or even like changing its, its visual components too quickly, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little worried about that because the yeah, like you said, it's tied to our history and and the sacred geometry part too. I, I can't get over that. Like it really defines who we are as a community. Like our heart, the resilience to go through what we went through with, with in the past, you know, four years or so. It it, it truly defines that the and because it's sacred geometry, it's just it's crazy to me. It's just it's unreal and it's it's an amazing story and it's. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. I think also, I mean, the fact that the functionality and like making the onboarding easier and the whole experience in EOS is, it's kind of outweighs the branding, if you know what I mean. Like it might as well be a, a little picture of a wallaby, but if their experience is awesome, who cares? You know what I mean? Like I think that providing functionality for the system and for users and making a community out of it like definitely a chestahedron makes sense, but I, I think that where it's going is definitely more important than branding, anyways. Come on. Well, the good news is we've got a very, very talented and experienced chief marketing officer, and every, every everything's in good hands. It's just there's a lot on her plate stepping into this role. And rebranding EOS is not not anywhere, and it's not even anywhere to be seen. It, there, there's so much else going on that's taking a, a precedence and priority over that. That's a beautiful day to hear that. All right, last chance to jump in here before we wrap it up. The longest man. Longest man in EOS. Uh, okay, Sorry for my, uh, I think I my English, yeah. 
That's a poor English, yet. I will, I will say shout out to Zach to be the the best advocate that we have since the beginning on EOS. Voila! Yeah, baby! Definitely agree with that. All right, so on that note, we're going to wrap it up here. Thanks, everyone, for joining once again. It's been a blast hanging out with everyone. Uh, have a good night, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world, whatever time you're watching this. And uh, until next week, let's go EOS! Go EOS! See you guys. Go, go EOS! Go EOS! Go, go, go.